You guys, it's July. I'm seriously, I missed a whole month. I literally missed a whole month. It's fine. I'm not even judging myself. I'm actually really proud of myself because I am taking the time to really enjoy what I'm doing. I've had a lot of events. I've spent a lot of quality time with my kid, quality time with myself and with friends. And so I am not even upset with myself that I did not really record in June. So it's fine. Uh, But going forward, going to try to get back on track. We're nearing the end of summer, which is insane, and getting closer into the school year. So I'm excited to share because I've not just been sitting around doing nothing. I have actually been learning and growing and uh, really just sitting with some of the things that I've been experiencing and learning from books, podcasts, other people, life, all of it. So I can't wait to share with everyone. This week, we're actually going to talk about how do we know when it's time to harvest? And you're probably like, uh, it's summer. Why are we talking about harvest? I don't mean literally like harvest season as in fall, but I do want to talk about harvesting the good things in our life and when, how we know that it's time to harvest and things that maybe hold us back from harvesting. And I also am going to touch on the law of compensation. So stay tuned, grab a drink of water, tea, coffee, whatever your thing is, and let's dive in. Okay, so to begin, I really want to lay the groundwork for what we're about to talk about. This is a very involved um, analogy, I guess. And so I I really need to drive this point home by really walking through each step of what it takes to get to harvest season. So in traditional gardening, when, you know, we were in elementary school and we learned the life cycle of a seed and all of that fun stuff, that was personally one of my favorite units when you'd get like the little lima bean and you put it in the wet paper towel watch it sprout, and then you put it in the little cup of dirt, and you know, you know the whole nine yards that we did when we were little. Well, and in day-to-day real life, we do something similar. So let's lay the basics of what happens to get from little seed in a packet to big, you know, let's say tree or whatever the fruitful thing is that you're trying to grow. First of all, pre-work with gardening. You got to have the right tools, right? (laughs) Like you can't go out and plant a huge, you know, 100 acre crop with nothing, right? Like you have to actually have the seeds. You have to know where you're going to plant this crop and what it is that you want to grow. Just throwing random seeds in the ground and hoping that you get a watermelon isn't going to get you anything. So you have to get really clear on what it is that you need to successfully grow whatever it is that you want. Um, Next, you prep the land. So, you know, you're going to till the soil and you are making sure that that earth is just nice and loose and ready to receive what you're about to plant in it. You also make sure that your soil is also fruitful. So that's a thing too, making sure that your soil has the nutrients necessary to be able to grow what it is that you want to grow. Next, 
you plant the seed, right? Like we know you push it down in there and you cover it up and then we are watering it. We're giving it sunlight. We're pulling weeds as, as we're waiting, you know, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're pulling weeds. We're giving it sunlight. We're giving it water, everything that it needs. And we're trying to be patient while we wait for that first little site that it's sprouting, right? And then you watch it kind of go from the tiny little sprout to where it seems like every day it's like just growing and growing and growing. And then you get to the point where the fruit or the vegetable, whatever you want to say, I'm going to say the fruit of your labor has come to fruition. It's right there and it's yours for the taking. And now it's time to harvest. And I'm going to walk that back and I'm going to put this in to perspective of when there's something in our life that we want, right? So first, <laughs> making sure you have the tools. You are maybe starting to do that personal development and you are looking at like, okay, so what is it that I actually want? And I'm going to actually use myself in something that I am working toward as an example. You can insert whatever your thing is in here but I want you to go through these stages with me with thinking about what it is that you really want, that you're working toward. So for me, the resources that I need to have a successful business in which I am fully reliant upon myself, which is, that's me now. It's awesome that I am able to fully support my family doing what I love. But then there's that other level where I'm like, huh, I actually want to do more than just be able to pay for what we need and a couple things of what we want, right? Like I want to go to the next level. So how do I prep the land for that? Well, one, I have to have, let's say, pricing in place that makes sense, right? Like I have to continually learn and grow and be feeding my mind with more information and more knowledge and also applying the knowledge and the information that I already have. So that's kind of how I am prepping the land. Um, next, planting the seed. Let's say that the seed that I want to plant is I want to make an extra $20,000 this year. Cool. So that's my little seed and I am intentionally putting that seed into the land that I have already cultivated, the land that I have already made sure is rich with nutrients, that I am willing and able to put the time in that needs to happen to make sure that I can grow this thing. Next, water and sunlight. What's water and sunlight for my goal? Honestly, it's consistency and showing up in all of the areas that I want to show up in. It is Oh my goodness, my least favorite thing, marketing. <laughs> like, I love marketing for other people. I hate marketing my own stuff. But figuring out what marketing means for me, it's keeping the positivity in my day to day life. It's um, making sure that I am showing up fully for myself in addition to my clients. There have been so many times along this journey where I am just doing and doing and doing and doing and doing for my clients. And my own stuff is falling to the wayside and I'm not, I'm not doing for myself what I'm doing for them. So there's that being, having that water and sunlight that just 
sustains that seed and keeps it growing or able to grow. Pulling the weeds. When you are pulling weeds in your little garden of life, let me tell you, sometimes that looks like, you know, backing off from being around maybe certain people. It's being mindful and aware of your time and what you're spending your time on. A lot of us can be busy, but we're not actually doing things. And if we say that we have this big goal, then how are we nurturing that goal? If we say like, hey, I want to be, I want to, you know, be the next Bill Gates, but we're sleeping until 2 p.m. every day and not really working on anything that's going to get us there, how does those two things can't go hand in hand necessarily? So pulling those weeds, those bad habits, those negative thoughts, oh my goodness, negative thoughts kill more dreams than anything. How often do you think like, oh, that could never happen for me, or I could never do that, or whatever, like just those negative thoughts or so-and-so did that better than me, or I'm not good enough. Pulling those weeds from your garden is going to be huge because let me tell you, weeds, their root system can overpower the healthy root system of whatever's growing very quickly. And then it will feed from that little root system from the thing that we want to be growing. It will feed off of its nutrients and then kill the thing that that you want and grow the thing that you don't want. So just think about that for a second. Um, The being patient, waiting for it to sprout part. Okay, so how many of us are struggling with patience? (laughs) Like, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the work. I'm, you know, I'm doing the reels. I'm doing TikTok. I'm talking to people in my DMs. I'm going to networking events. I'm talking to people. And it's just really not doing anything for me. And we want to see that sprout right now. We want to see it now. And we're not seeing it and we're getting frustrated. How many times has have you seen that happen in your life? I can tell you I am guilty and I'm a pretty patient person. But let me tell you, when you step on the scale after being on a diet for like four months and you see no change, then you want a Twinkie, right? Like we kind of self-sabotage ourselves in that moment when we don't see that immediate return, not thinking, yeah, maybe the scale didn't change, but what do our measurements say? Or do we have more muscle now than we had before when we started four months ago? Do we feel better? Are we eating cleaner? Are we doing whatever? No, sometimes we're just like, we're looking for a specific sprout that we're not going to have at that point because we've got the root system underneath that's growing. The sprout might look short, but the roots are deep and long. And that's what we want. We want deep and wide roots so that it can sustain the thing that's sprouting up above the ground. So keep that in mind. And then we watch it take off and grow. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's happening. I got a new client. This is awesome. Wow. And I'm charging them the rate that I should be charging them. And I didn't give any discounts and like weird stuff to make sure that it felt affordable to them and, you know, discount my worth. I didn't do any of that. That's amazing. And then we get another client. We do the same thing and we're like, it's happening. And then we get to the point where 
it's harvest time. <laughs> like maybe we're getting those calls and we're like, wow, I have now my $20,000 of extra in clients, but I still have space in my calendar and I could actually still take on more clients. Am I going to keep doing what I was doing to grow to that 20,000 or am I going to stop? And this is where a lot of us, I think, get stuck. It's at the harvest period because even when you make it to that 20,000 mark, or you hit that goal weight on the scale, if that's something that you're into, I will I will preface this with, I try not to talk about weight and scales and things like that because I don't actually subscribe to that stuff anymore. I'm just all about feeling your best. But I know that it's something that a lot of us can relate to, so I am going to use it as an example today of let's say we hit that goal number on the scale. So that would be like, we've achieved it. We're there. It's harvesting. We have been harvesting, right? But maybe now there's another step that we are like, okay, well, should I just maintain where I am or should I lose five more pounds? Or should I now try to like gain some more muscle or what should I do at this point? And we kind of sit there and we're like, is it harvest time? Did I do enough? If you're anything like I am, and I will, I'm going to be, I'm always 100% honest, but I'm going to be completely honest. There are so many times that I have missed the harvest. <laughs> like, I just flat out missed the harvest period. And you're like, how did you miss the harvest period? If you were standing there, you saw the apple on the tree, why didn't you just snatch it? Well, it sounds so easy, doesn't it? And it's not. When you're in it, it's not always that easy. So reasons that we don't harvest. One is fear. I will say like fear is one of the biggest reasons I would say most people that I know that don't harvest, why they haven't harvested. And if you look in your own life, when is a time that fear has kept you from harvesting what was right there for you, what you worked so hard for? I can say <laughs> there were times that, you know, I was working in a job that I was not feeling appreciated and loved or like even valued at all. My mental health was struggling. I was like not in a good place. I was offered a job and I was just like, but should I do that? No, I should stick it out where I am because then like I need to just keep working in this soil and keep working this land to like harvest what I really want out of it. Um, which isn't wrong. It wasn't wrong of me to want that, but I will say it was also not, it wasn't smart of me to think of it that way. It was not my best decision-making because had I have really looked at it with clear eyes, I would have seen this land, the soil that I am working, this land is not soil. This is sand. And I can't grow a big, beautiful fruit tree in sand that has no, like no nutrition. And it's like a soil, like soil would. It doesn't have the nutrition there. I'm not going to grow here. 
So I'm just burying myself in the sand and hoping that this is going to, I'm going to blossom into this big, beautiful tree when that's not what's going to happen. I am in the desert with no water. I have no way of nourishing my root system. It can't grow down deep and or wide. And even if I were to grow up a little bit, I would fall over from exhaustion because there's nothing watering this. So fear, there's also the uncertainty that also played into that of, but what if I go there and it's not as good as where I was before? What if I, like, I'm afraid and I'm uncertain, what if this isn't the right decision to make? Maybe this isn't the time to harvest this fruit. The next is feeling undeserving. I can tell you there are so many times that I have sabotaged myself throughout the years where I just didn't feel worthy of whatever it was that I wanted. And so therefore, I didn't go after it. I saw an opportunity. I probably would have been able to harvest that real quick. Could have plucked that fruit right off of the tree and eaten like a queen for a couple days. And, or for a long time, actually. But like, I just didn't feel like I deserved that. And so maybe what I did, and maybe you can also relate, Sometimes you pluck something off of the tree and then you hand it to somebody else. Or you're standing there deciding and then you watch a bird swoop in and take that off of the tree and you're like, man, I wanted that. But you didn't really go after it or really want it. You did that like last ditch like reach as the bird's flying away with it. Guess what? The bird knew what it wanted. The bird came in and got it and then... Now you're left on the sidelines, sidelines, feeling like, oh, I really wanted that. Why didn't I go after it? It was right there. Another thing is that sometimes we're blind to the fruit. Sometimes we're looking at it and we're like, hmm. So let's say we planted an apple tree and we thought we were going to get Granny Smith apples. We plant the tree, the fruit's there, it grows, but it's not a Granny Smith apple. It's a Fuji apple. And we're like, huh, but is that an apple? Like we're blind to the fact that it's fruit. It's what we wanted. We wanted apples. It's just not coming in the exact packaging that we thought it would be coming in. So we're almost like blind to the fact that Listen, I did the work, I planted everything, it grew, it sprouted up, here it is, and we like just can't see that this is it. So I'm going to get less broad and really bring it in. Sometimes this looks like maybe a relationship, maybe your perfect person looks a certain way, is a certain height in your mind, they have this certain job. And then you meet someone that has all of the deep traits that you really want in someone, the less outward, the less external traits, and more like all of the internal traits. But, you know, they're 5'7 and not 6'2. <laughs> they, you know, work at Lowe's as a manager, but you thought that they'd be working on Wall Street. And so we get hung up on these external things. And so we can't see the fruit for what it is. 
and we can't see the long-term potential of this fruit and how it's going to nourish us longer than this other thing that we thought that we wanted was going to give us. So, and that, please don't hear me saying that external looks are not something like, yeah, you obviously have to be physically attracted to someone. But I will also say sometimes when you get to know someone, they become more physically attractive to you. At least in my opinion, that has held true for me. Um, The next thing, and last but not least, along the like reasons we don't harvest, because we don't know how, we never learned how to harvest. Did any of you grow up in like a never ending rat race? I don't know if you grew up like this, but it was almost like no matter how much work you did, how good you were, how whatever, insert great trait here, it never actually paid off. Or it was always like, oh, I mean, that was fine, but why didn't you do it this way? Or why, you got an A, but why didn't you get an A plus? Uh, You got first place, but like, why weren't you grand champion overall? It always feels like whatever you do, it's not enough. When you grow up in an environment like that, or with that sort of competition, sometimes we don't know how to harvest, just like we don't know how to receive. If you grew up always being the one taking care of other people, guess what? It's really hard to know how to let other people take care of you. If you've not experienced that, that's a really hard thing to have happen. I want to bring up something that really kind of hit me as I was digging into this. I've been journaling around this for probably about a week. The what happens if we don't harvest? Literally, what happens if you don't harvest something? Well, one, it dies. Like, it will go away. Sometimes the fruit rots. Somebody else comes and takes it. Um, that it fall, like, let's say we're talking apples, like they'll fall off on of the tree onto the ground and then just kind of rot into the earth and then it nourishes the soil around it. And this can be taken one of two ways. Actually, I want you to take it both ways. <laughs> so one, that fruit might not be there if you don't harvest it, right? If you don't receive it, if you don't take it, it will not be there in that form, that particular piece of fruit. But what could happen is if it does fall off onto the ground, rots into the soil, guess what? It's still feeding that tree and that root system and another opportunity will come. And so that's something that I think is really kind of cool when you think about it is it's not like a one and done situation. It's not like every succulent I've ever killed where you get one and then if you kill it, like it's gone. No, like that's the beautiful thing about our lives. That's the beautiful thing about, you know, us planting these things that can potentially give us more. So like, if you believe in manifestation, you manifesting starting from the beginning stages, it's about your mindset. It is about your daily habits and practices. 
And there's like the laws of the universe do go into our day-to-day lives, whether you know it or not, there are the laws of the universe. And I want to say that (laughs) it's kind of funny, like when people are like, oh my gosh, you're so woo-woo and aren't you a Christian? And don't you believe in God? I do believe in God. And I also believe in these laws also (laughs) because they are played out day in and day out. Like we can literally see them. And so I don't know why you have to have one or the other, but I digress. Um, But something I really want to encourage you to do is learn the laws of the universe, one. And when it comes to this in particular, I want to point out something. So I'm going to read to you what it says of the law of compensation, because they did a great job of explaining it. So the law of compensation is about reaping what you sow. It instills trust in us that we will be compensated for our work as long as we're open to receiving it in all the many ways that the universe can deliver, Wilder says. To be clear, compensation in this sense isn't limited to employment arrangements or financial compensation. Rather, it's about receiving compensation for all your contributions to the world around you, including the love, joy, kindness you spread. It's all rewarded in unique ways. I absolutely love this. I love the law of compensation because I've literally watched it play out in my life. There are things that happened years ago that have not, like, I have not been able to reap the benefits until now. So I'm going to give you a great example. This is work-related, but whatever. Um, I started volunteering with the Chamber of Commerce back in 2016. Flash forward to 2019, I believe, or no, 2000, yeah, 2019. I was working on one of the street markets and we had gotten a new executive director. They were like, listen, she does not have the time to do street market. Are you able to do it? And we will pay you something for it. Sure, I'll do that. It's something that I'd been doing anyway. And I just felt very blessed that they were willing to pay me for that. So that was awesome. Flash forward to now, it is something, it is a revenue source for me twice a year. I know that I will have this this amount coming to me for doing that market. It also afforded me the opportunity to be able to help the city with Palfest this year. And had I have never just started with that little seed of, yeah, I'll help with street market as a volunteer and then just stuck with it. Like it took years to reap what I had sown. Like it's so, and I can give you dozens of examples. I can friendships that I have that I was like friends with this girl in high school I'm now friends with her mom and like do business with her mom. (laughs) Like what? In what land? And it's just really funny and very uplifting to me. And I'll say like a non-work related one. Um, There are situations that I have been in or, you know, lived through, I will say, that while horrible... I've been able to connect with other people 
30 years later, 25 years later, that are like now I'm connecting with people because of those situations. Now, that's not saying that everything happens for a reason because I don't believe that, but I think that you can find a lesson and find something, something out of everything that happens. And I just feel so blessed. I would not be doing this, honestly. <laughs> like I would not be trying to have a podcast right now if this weren't, if I hadn't have been through these experiences and if I hadn't felt like, wow, there are a lot of people that I connect with on a daily, monthly, yearly, you know, every few yearly basis on random things that have happened in my life. So why not share? Why not share? Because you never know who this is going to touch. I will say one of the biggest wins for me uh, a couple months ago, and I'm going to try not to cry while saying this, um, I actually had someone reach out to me. We have stayed in contact. Like we went to school together. Her sister and I were friends. She reached out to me and said, Hey, I just listened to a couple of times your episode on the four phases of a big decision. And now let me tell you, (laughs) this was during a week when I was like, should I quit this podcast? I don't know that it's really doing anything for anyone. I just feel like it's very much me talking to a microphone and maybe people listen and maybe they don't. And she reached out and we had this awesome conversation. And then I kid you not when I say a month later, her sister, who I've been friends with for a long time, reached out and was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know I was listening to your podcast on the four decisions or the four phases of a big decision. And I literally have goosebumps talking about this because I was going to quit. Like I was literally about to erase the whole thing and I was going to stop. But just those two little nuggets of validation that like, oh no, this, this is helping people might not be on the timeline. It wasn't the same week that I put it out. It was actually like a few months later after I'd put out that episode. And so I'm like, you never know. And you might plant a seed today and you might not see it grow for 20 years. But I think just having that belief that it will grow is huge. So that is when it's time to harvest. My encouragement to you is harvest. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad. You have worked for this. And sometimes It's not work that you just did in the immediate. It's work that you've been doing. It's how you've been showing up in the world. It's how you treat people. It's literally just you being you sometimes is enough. And we don't always have to like work ourselves to death to be able to, in quotation marks, deserve things. That's my encouragement to you. Sow when it's your turn to sow. And know that you are worthy. I hope that this week's episode was helpful for you. I hope it sparked something inside of you. Just a few questions for you to really think through are, what is the what is the pre-planning that needs to happen for me to be able to plant this seed? Whatever it is, whatever the thing is that you want, whatever it is, a goal that you have, what do you need to do to prepare 
yourself to be able to receive when that day comes that this little, this thing sprouts and it's harvest time. Uh, How do you know that it's time to harvest? Do you trust your intuition? Do you trust yourself? Third, what happens when you don't harvest? What does that feel like to you? How do you know to change things for next time? Just think about harvest period and what that means for you. And what's something in your life that you you are due, right? Like it's harvest time. What is that thing for you? I would love for you to share with me what your harvest season looks like. I will tell you my harvest season is wild right now. I love it. And I am like, I'm just so grateful, right? Like, and think about how you show up during harvest season. (laughs) Like I am harvesting right now and I could not love it more. I could not love it more. I couldn't feel more grateful, grateful. And I am open to receiving that harvest. Whereas I can tell you in the past, I have not been open to receiving the harvest. And I've gotten really down on the fact that I'm not harvesting. So in this harvest season, what does that look like for you? How are you feeling? Is there anything that you need to work through? If so, reach out. I would love to chat with you. And I'd also love to hear about how your harvest season's going. All right. Have a great week. I just so appreciate you for being here. And thank you for listening and just making this girl's little podcasting dreams come true. I promise you, you'll be getting more episodes more frequently as the summer winds down, but I am being really intentional with my time and I am just loving life right now. So thanks for your grace while we just are and we just exist and enjoy life. All right. Have a great week. See ya.